Hi, I'm Maddie, and I don't have a hobby. Hi, I'm Haley, and I have too many hobbies. And I've taken it upon myself to get Maddie hooked on just about anything. In this podcast, we're talking true crime. We're talking Enneagram. We're talking mental health. We're talking Scientology. And just about everything in between. So we're inviting you on a journey that you definitely didn't ask to be invited on. In the hopes that you too would like to be Average, average girls Average and Average and Yeah. Over with do one. Hey everybody! Yeah! Ooh. Rock your body! Yeah! Wow, that was pretty good. <clears throat> we should never... Yeah, let's not do that again. Never knew. Uh, it wasn't planned, and we apologize. Yep. So thank you for joining us. Goodbye. <clears throat> What's up, guys? <laughs> I've never seen a more awkward intro. We life. are back. We are. Average but owning it. They know. I, I have to say it. <laughs> it's our thing. It's our thing. It's our name. It's our name. It's our brand. It's who we are. <laughs> um, yeah, can we just get in a hot take? I really don't feel like small talk right now. <laughs> That's just, the kind of mood we're in today. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll just, I'll meet you where you are. Thank you. Um, I guess there's, <laughs> there's no Haley. How are you? I actually, yeah, well, no, you can ask me. Okay, how are you? Fine. Okay, moving no, right along. Kidding. How are you? <laughs> I'm okay. Well, um, I'm good. You're good. We're going to the, to the next part. The next. Um, our hot take for today is a question. That question is, what are your biggest fears? They can be phobias. They can be small things, big things, serious, shallow. Did I ever tell you about the time that I made my mom take me to the hospital? <laughs> no. Really? No, I'm never. I'm just kidding. Am I too um, I made my mom take me to the hospital my Easter Sunday of my freshman year of high school because I convinced myself that my this is where my panic disorder quite literally started I'm not kidding I had panic attacks that I didn't understand were panic attacks I associated them with death no (laughs) well you didn't have to guess I was gonna tell you um with a uh my throat closing up I thought I'm not allergic to anything but I convinced myself that my throat was closing up and so I thought I was going into anaphylactic shock. I made my mom take me to the hospital my freshman year. They put my finger in a little oxygen thing to, like, tell you your oxygen levels. And I remember them showing me in front of me, like, I could see myself breathing. And I was like, no, I can't. I can't breathe. I was like, that's weird that you can see that I'm breathing because I can't. (laughs) But I was fine. Like, I was fine. But it's still one of my biggest fears is my throat closing up and me not being able to do anything about it. Like, I used to have nightmares of me trying to open my own throat. Of, like, my throat would close up, and I'd be, like, sticking my fingers on my throat trying to, like, open oh, it. Oh, gosh, that's scary. Yeah, that's probably, like, my biggest fear for the longest time. It used to go, my throat closing up, and then demons. I quite literally <laughs> was more afraid of my throat closing up than I was of literal demons. Of literal hell. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Also, do your does your shirt have thumb holes? It's Emerson's, but yeah. Oh. Isn't that fun? Yeah, I like it. Hey, guys, it's winter. <laughs> Stop. It's September. <laughs> it's 95 degrees. It's like, um... I have a fear of dumb things, 
My biggest fear. I've heard that as like, I'm afraid of things that are dumb. I like, have fear of dumb things. Yeah, no, but like I thought you were saying anything I, stupid you're afraid of. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I see. That too. I'm yeah. afraid of stupid people. Yeah. Um, I saw this tweet the other day on Instagram. You know how they like screenshot yeah. it and put it on Instagram? Um, not that that mattered, but um, it said, I really wish I lacked critical thinking skills. Y'all seem so happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I am kind of afraid of dumb things. Or, um, but my biggest fear is moths. Oh, I always forget that this is your big fear, which is so funny to me. I hate them. I'm not afraid of spiders. I'm definitely afraid of cockroaches, but moths and cockroaches, I... And butterflies. You hate butterflies. Oh, I feel like they're in the same family as moths. Okay. Anything that, like, flies and has, like, wings like that and are, like, fluttery and, like, have a big what hairy body. What is it that grosses you out about that? Um, the uncertainty. What's uncertain? Like, all of it is scary because I just, I can't read what it's going to do. Oh, like, it like, moves you suddenly? Like, cockroaches, I know they have, either have to go backwards, left, right, or forwards. You know what but I mean? But butterflies are too. But, like, butterflies are, like... Isn't that, like, any other animal? No. They can't just change direction in the like sky. What about, like, a bird? No, but I don't think those are scary. I definitely, like, don't want a bird on my finger. Like, I would never, like, feed a bird out of the palm of my hand. But it that's just because it's just, I don't, I've never seen something like that that close. Okay. I figured out I was afraid of butterflies and moths by going to a butterfly museum. <laughs> oh, what, a, what a terrible way to find that out. Yeah, and there was <laughs> butterflies everywhere. I've seen you react terribly to one single butterfly. Oh my gosh. The idea I of you being like, in a butterfly farm. Oh, it still gives me the heebie-jeebies. They had, there were so many papayas. I don't know why they like papayas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they were eating papayas and they were so gross. They eat papayas? <laughs> I don't know. I hate them. And there's a lot at SEU. And like I used, what? yeah, I used to be a tour guide. <laughs> and you were trying to play cool. I one time I was so embarrassed. I let out the most like god awful, <laughs> terrible sounds. You know when you just react to something and you don't like, you're you not like ah scary. It, yeah. You're like, it's like, purely guttural, yeah. like yes, exactly. I did that in front of like five families, and they were like. What? What? And I was like, I'm so sorry. Shut I'm, up, Sheila. You didn't see anything. I'm really afraid. You had a hair coming out of your armpit that I thought was a really long armpit hair. <laughs> it's just I was like, Maddie, you missed one for several months. <laughs> no. Um. Yeah. I hate moths. Yeah, that's, that's like funny. a dumb one though. Um. Okay. Do you want one of my dumb ones then? Yeah. Well, not that the other one wasn't dumb, but this one is a really <laughs> random one that I I realized. Well, I've realized it multiple times, but there was one time that I. So I remember it as like hilariously terrifying, but I am really afraid of, <laughs> yeah, I already feel stupid, making eye contact with people at stoplights. Okay. I don't like that either. Um, but <laughs> there was one time I, we were leaving Bethany's house. It was probably like 10 o'clock at night. I didn't realize I was pulling up next to my friend Cassidy. So Cassidy and I pulled up at the stoplight next to each other and I felt something looking at me. So I like kind of turned and just because anytime I, I, it doesn't stop me from looking. I'm still going to look and then I get Oh, scared. okay. So I looked and it was Cassie and Cassie was waving and like was smiling and she thought I was kidding because of how like she thought I was trying to be funny. Like it was, but it was so genuine. 
I let out in the car alone this <laughs> near death scream. <laughs> like I, you would have thought I had, I was being murdered. I looked to my right and I want to almost do the impersonation, but it was so loud. She heard me, but she thought that it, I was like being like, ha ha funny. And then I just hit the gas and like, <laughs> luckily I had just turned green because I would hit the gas anyways. Like I did not care. Oh no. I don't know what I thought. It was the idea of her making eye contact. Creeps me out. During the day is already weird enough, but at night. Yeah. And it's not because I think anybody's going to come out and kill me really, but like it, it for some reason, it like, it creeps me out, I think, because it's in the same vein of another one of my fears of, which I shouldn't say because people are going to use it against me, but I'm going to anyways. When people's eyes are too wide, I'm not kidding. It, it Emerson knows the biggest <laughs> way to scare me. I have a full body reaction when somebody, like, if you were to, like, do this, oh, me, don't. I thought you meant when the people's eyes are too wide. <laughs> no, if, if there are certain people that I've seen before that I, I can't, like, look at them. Because their eyes are too far apart. No, not. Oh, that that's what I was picturing. No, I was like, I they can't like, help that. Wide, hand. wide, wide, wide. Like really big. Yes. So if you're scared, like if you have a scared look on your face, don't. Really? There's certain people that if they do it a little bit, it scares the crowd of me. Wait, hold on. Do it. No, so yours don't scare me. My that eyes much. aren't that big though. I can scare myself if I do it in the mirror. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I've tested myself. I've tried to like do exposure therapy on myself to try to get myself to not be. Afraid, look at me I'm with terrified. your eyes wide. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, see, a normal person is like that. But if I don't, see, no, I don't like that. See, for some reason, really? it stresses me out. That's There's certain people, though, that do it a little. Like, Emerson's eyes really freak me out when they're bigger. So she is relentless. And I, the amount of times I've punched her, like, actually, not because I mean to, but, like, she does it, and I, like, I can't. I, and I think it's because of the doorknobs that were in my house as a kid. I don't even want to go over it anymore. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Let's move on. Okay. I was kidding. But no, they, the, uh, my doorknobs in my house as a kid always looked like eyes that were really okay, wide. Okay, that's creepy. No, but it's not that valid, but I am really scared of that. My real life biggest fear is to be in a situation where I'm physically not strong enough to get out of. Like, I'm just restrained, and I know that even if I tried the hardest I could ever possibly try, I'm just not strong enough. Ooh, that actually scares me, too. Yeah. I don't like being constricted. If like I that. can fight, like, if I have a loose limb and I'm, like, I can swing, that's mm -hmm. one thing. If I'm, like, pinned down, just completely helpless, that is the most terrifying thought to me ever. I don't like that. Yeah. Mm -mm. My sister and I used to fight when we were younger and she was seven years older than me and obviously could like pin me down. And I think that's where I developed it. But then also just being a woman <coughs> and like having to go certain places alone. Yeah. Or, like when I was on travel season last yeah. year with uh, my job, like I had to go to cities all the time by myself. And I would mm -hmm. like walk from a parking garage to my hotel, like late at night after a college fair or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, Bleh. Like, mm -hmm. if, if I got picked up and stolen. Oh, no, I don't like that either. I had the biggest fear as a kid of being, like, kidnapped or stolen in any capacity at all. So scary. Yeah, I don't like so that. So scary. I'm trying to think of what a more serious one is. I mean, I have serious fears. I have fears of dying alone. No. Yeah, I'm, I'm scared of a lot of things, basically, is what we're getting at. Yep. Okay. Three, two, so, one. this oh. time we are going to cover one of my favorite stories. That is the... Uh, conspiracy theory uh, is Tupac alive. I'm just gonna get into it because there's there's a lot of information, but I'm gonna try to like glaze over the stuff that doesn't really matter. So September seventh, two thousand six, 
That can't be correct. 1996. <laughs> there we go. Why does it say? I don't understand. Uh, MGM Grand Casino in Las Vegas. Suge Knight, who is the CEO of Death Row Records, is leaving a Mike Tyson boxing match with his buddy old pal, Tupac. So, um, on the way out, Tupac and his bodyguards, bodyguards get into a fight with Orlando Anderson in the lobby. And Orlando Anderson is a Compton-based Crips gang member that they like have had beef for a while. So after they get into this fight, it gets broken up and Tupac and Suge Knight leave in Knight's car with their entourage in the cars behind them heading to Club 662. Um, so they're all headed in the same direction, but it's just those two in the car. At an intersection, though, a white Cadillac uh, pulls up next to them, shoots out the window, hitting Tupac Shakur four times and grazing the head of Suge Knight. They fired 14 gunshots in total, but Tupac was hit twice in the chest, <clears throat> once in the arm and once in the thigh. A lot of bullets. A lot of bullets. Um, in 2014, 18 years after the shooting, a retired LVPD officer says that he was the first officer who was on the scene. And he comes forward and he says that he had opened the car door and Tupac fell out covered in blood. <laughs> this is kind of funny. He said, who shot you? And apparently Tupac just responded, fuck you. <laughs> that was it. And then he died. That was the this last, last word that he ever said. Yeah. Really? Um, so Tupac was put on life support, but on September 13th, 96, he was announced dead at the age of 25, which I didn't realize he was that young. Mm-hmm. Um, so the police were actually never able to find the shooter, but there's a lot of different conspiracy theories on that. So um, Yaki Kadolfi was a member of Tupac's entourage. He said he was able to identify the assailant because he was in the other car um, behind them and had seen who it was, but he, the police never followed up in time, and he was shot two months later in a gang shooting, and they were never able to find out, which oh. doesn't make sense. A lot of people say that's fishy because how did they not follow up in time about Tupac? Like, it wasn't a like random, it wasn't, and even, even was like that, a very a really famous time. person, yeah. Yeah. So... At the time, there was a connection with the Crips through Orlando Anderson. They think that Orlando Anderson was the shooter, and then some Crips gang members um, are other are also accused. But the other person accused, Biggie Smalls, which a lot of people already know that that's like a conspiracy theory. So yeah. um, the pair had come up together. Tupac was Biggie's mentor. Um, but in the middle of the 90s, there was an East Coast, West Coast rap rivalry that like made them enemies. Biggie Smalls and Tupac had a well-documented rivalry. Uh, they had diss tracks. There was like verbal altercations that never got physical, though. Um, Tupac said in his song, Hit Him Up, that he slept with Biggie's wife, Faith Evans. Um, even though his wife said that that never happened. Uh-huh. But who knows? Um, Biggie and his entourage were never questioned, but Biggie was shot the following year. Um, so Orlando Anderson ends up dying in a 2008 gang shooting, and he had always denied involvement. There was no evidence that said that he was involved or that the Crips were involved. So mm-hmm. the other questionable thing is that Suge Knight could have been involved. Um, apparently he had motive. He owed Tupac a lot of money, apparently around $3 million. Ooh. And the year after he died, Tupac's mother sued Suge Knight and won. Um, oh. So clearly there was something going on there. When it came I to didn't him. know that. Mm-hmm. He uh, Apparently Tupac also wanted to start his own label. Um, he had fired his lawyer, was considering firing Death Row Records and switching labels completely. But a week after that show, had invited Tupac to the match. So people think that he had, like, realized about it, planned it, wanted to invite him to the match, and then planned to have someone shoot him. Hmm. Apparently, after the fight in the MGM lobby, Shug had made a mysterious phone call. And then he insisted that Tupac ride in the car with him when normally that wasn't what they normally did. Yeah. And insisted that he ride with him. The shooting was on Tupac's side of the car as if they knew that he was going to be on that side of the car. 
Um, Anderson, Orlando Anderson said that Knight was in the brawl in the initial statement that happened in the lobby, but then he changed his statement and said that he had tried to break it up. So people wonder if that was a payoff too. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot that's questionable there. Um, So another story from the LVPD detective who believes that there, there's another theory that Sean Combs, AKA P. Diddy Diddy. was behind the shooting. (laughs) Hey Jedi. Hey Jedi. Um, a taped confession from Keith Davis, a Crips gang member, said that P. Diddy paid him $1 million to kill Tupac and Suge Knight in the same night. Whoa. But he just missed. Um, Orlando Anderson was Davis's nephew, um, and he said that Orlando was the one who pulled the trigger. Um, so apparently they're saying that Orlando was still involved, but that's the only thing that really points to that. The motive would have been the fear of Suge Knight and P. Diddy, what and about the them being pissed off about hit him up because apparently I guess mm. it, it hates on PTD too. I don't know. Hmm. Um, Tupac had been shot November 30th, 1994, and it was suspected that it was somebody who was hired by P. Diddy. Um, in 2011, Dexter Isaac, um, who's another gang member, had a prison confession where he says that P. Diddy had hired him to rob Tupac before. So it's like, I mean, if there's oh. a theme, um, but P. Diddy denies that any of this ever happened. Um, and in all fairness, Keith Davis was getting a better deal because he was already in jail at that point and he was facing 25 years added to his sentence if he didn't provide more information about anything. And so that's what, I mean, that's a high profile Just case. because? Mm-hmm. I don't know that they could do that. Um, I think they knew that he had other information. Like it's not that he, so he could have provided information on something. Incentivizing. Yeah, basically. I think that it wasn't like you're going to get 25 years if you don't provide more information, but I think it was like, Hey, if you have something which we know you do, this could get you out of an extra 25 years. Gotcha. Um, now, here's the other theory was did Tupac fake his own death? And my high school friends and I were insisting, we insisted all through high school that Tupac faked his own death. I feel like it might be a possibility. And only because I feel like I've look. heard of a lot of sightings, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. There's a lot. Um, so 2015. News outlets reported that Davis Myers helped Tupac fake his death and Suge Knight helped him get to Cuba. People talk about fake autopsy photos, seven posthumous records that came out after seven. That's a lot. Like he was preparing for something. So after he died. Seven what came out? Posthumous. Posthumous. I don't know what that word means. Oh, it means like after death. I think you can say it both ways. And now I'm second guessing myself. Posthumous Posthumous. Posthumous. Um records like he the records came out after he died yes okay okay that makes sense um and apparently his mother's choice of words is really strange whenever he died too like like she was in on it yeah so Hmm. um suge knight claimed that he oh suge j knight so suge's son his junior oh okay junior um he claimed that he knew tupac was alive and he was living in malaysia and there's video of him talking about this um, and then if there's another video that he and that they have of a guy who looks a lot like Tupac but older, which makes sense, and it's in Malaysia with yeah, because 1996 was 24 years ago. Uh-huh. The video that you can find, and I I can post screenshots and stuff. We'll look at it too. It looks a lot like really? him. Yes. Um, now the problems are is that Suge Knight um, Jr. is rumored to be on drugs, and he does talk a lot about how he thinks the Illuminati is after him because he said too much. He seems like he might have a lot of a lot of issues going on, but he still stands by this. All these years later, in 2019, he did an interview and said the same thing. Like he's positive that his dad helped him 
get out of it. Positive is a strong word. I know. Um, so I watched a video on YouTube from this guy who claims, in all fairness, that he's Tupac's bodyguard's nephew. I don't know. I'm not sure. Okay. I don't know the validity here. But he says that just the bodyguard on YouTube, like watching yeah. random like kids. I'm like, it only had 12 views, but I have I trust this guy. <laughs> um, he says that his bodyguard had helped Tupac leave the hospital a week after the shooting. Tupac was replaced with a body double who was in the autopsy photos, which I don't know, man. I, it could happen. People with money can pull off crazy I things. Um, Rick Boss is a document documentarian. Rick Boss, not Rick Ross, <laughs> um, created a documentary called Tupac, The Great Escape from UMC. And it was actually like a big budget documentary. Um, I don't know if it's come out. I don't. I honestly didn't look it up. But um, it's so like people can back it. It's not just like this crazy far-fetched thing. Like there's enough to at least make a documentary. He believes that he relocated to New Mexico and was protected by the Navajo tribe. He apparently left through a private helicopter so that they couldn't look for him in airports. Which, again, would make sense. Mm -hmm. um, then they think, this is where it gets crazy, that they left there for Barbados first. <laughs> he had a friend, Ronald Fenty, who hid him in a warehouse until the smoke cleared. He at Ronald's eight-year-old daughter, uh, Robin, who gave him advice for the – who he gave advice to the, about the music industry. So that was like this whole family yeah. affair. Then they go to Cuba, where the idea is that he's going to settle down. But since then, there have been numerous Tupac sightings all over the world. In one of the pictures that is taken in Cuba, Suge Knight is in the photo. You can see both of them. Uh, I wish I had the picture up here. I don't know why I don't. Um, and that's in 2004, eight years after he died. What? You can literally see him in the photo. It's weird. Yeah, and he's with Suge weird. Knight in Cuba, where they were rumored to have taken him. Yeah, that's crazy. Because had they been there together prior, like it couldn't have been an older photo. I don't think so. I think that there's a timestamp on it too, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, there's a lot of times in like older pictures. Yeah. Um, Suge Knight is outspoken about the fact that he's alive. According to, there's a recording of him talking to TMZ and he admits it, but he's drunk. Uh, but he says something along the lines of like, oh, he's off somewhere smoking a Cuban cigar. Why hmm. would you say that? <laughs> Yeah. Unless you're trying to be, like, cryptic or what. I don't know. Cryptic, no pun intended. Get <laughs> I got it. Um, another person that talks about Tupac is Ice-T, who apparently would go to visit because they were pals. Um, he said, when I left the hospital, we were laughing and joking. Like, the last time that he saw him in the hospital, it wasn't like he was near death the whole time. Like, there was reason to believe he would have gotten out of there. Um, and he said with, and whenever they asked him, like, what do you think about all these rumors that he's alive? And he said, I don't know. With Pac, you never know. It looks like, did you just yawn? Mm -hmm. Looks like you're crying. So oh. <laughs> with Pac, you never know. <laughs> um, posthumous albums were recorded in Cuba up until 2004. And that's whenever they stopped. Hmm. Why? Maybe because he was still recording them after he died. Okay. Now there's a video with the Outlaws, which is a rap crew that Tupac hung out with. Where that you can see this guy who again looks a lot like Tupac, and um, they apparently they see this guy recording from like behind a dumpster, and they all are like, "Okay, we have to get out, we have to get out," and they zoom in, and this guy in the middle of this group of people, this group of guys that are the outlaws, um, it looks just like Tupac. Um, Our cameras. 
Looks fine. No. No. Do you see? Do you not see the battery blinking? Oh. <laughs> um. There's apparently Dave Chappelle who's involved too. There are some pictures with TMZ that look just like him. Here's the other joke here. The eight-year-old daughter, who apparently um, Ronald Fenty, Ronald Fenty's daughter that knew Tupac. Fenty. Yeah. Rihanna. Oh, that's why. Robin Fenty is Rihanna. Oh. So there's still connections to the music industry there. Uh, apparently oh. he said, expect me like you expect Jesus to come back. Before he died, he started calling himself Machiavelli, a reference to the Italian philosopher Niccolo Machiavelli. Uh, Machiavelli proposed that deceiving your enemies could be done by making everyone think you're dead. Oh, so he had some, like, inspiration. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently Tupac was always super safety conscious after he was shot before, and he was known to wear a bulletproof vest to protect himself. So why was he not wearing it that night, hmm. conveniently? A video from that night of his murder appeared to show him wearing the vest. Oh. So it wasn't like he just wasn't wearing it that night completely. Hmm. You know. But for some reason, he took it off before heading to the club, mysteriously telling his friend, can you wear, I don't have to wear it right now at this moment. But why? So that is all the information we have on. I think that man's alive. I think he's alive. I think he might be alive. I don't worry. I think about being Cuba, but I think he's been he's been popping around here. And there. I think it's so weird that if you faked your own death, that you would go around the world, though. Yeah, that's but, what makes me not think. Like if you you faked your yeah, death, but you're and you, flying by private helicopter. I guess to like really remote places. Yeah, and you have enough money and people that are on your side to like cover you. Yeah, but if you're flying all over, that means there's group of groups of people like everywhere that would know. Yeah, maybe he has, like, disguises. And then sometimes I he doesn't. Know. When he's recording, he doesn't. When he's with his friends, he doesn't. I don't know. I don't know either. We got to check out the pictures, though. We will check out the pictures, and they will be on our Instagram. Let us know what you think. Yeah. Woo. We all think he's alive. We all. All of us. That here. man's alive. That man's alive. Tupac. Our live audience. If we don't, we're going to post this, and if we don't survive the next week, <clears throat> you know what happened. Call Or don't. Don't call Shug. All right. Bye. Bye. Average and